This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. What's up, guys? Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. My name's John. I am sitting at the table with Aaron. Aaron, how's it going, man? Hey, John. Doing good today, man. I'm excited to be back in here and uh, excited to you know record another podcast. Heck yes. It's time yet again. Let's record another episode and let's talk about today's topic because this one kind of comes from a question that we got from our Facebook group. So join that Facebook group because you can ask us questions like that. And you may even get a whole episode of a podcast out of it just because you asked it. So today we're going to talk about what is the best diet for a professional wrestler and also how should you be eating the actual day of a show? Yep, All right. Okay. So the world of nutrition can be a confusing place, uh, especially nowadays. Okay. There are so many diets out there right now that I've even lost track. Okay. There's so many different things. People, I have clients ask me things all the time and I've got to Google them and try to figure something out. And then usually you just find out, oh, that's just a new version of this. Or right. that's just, it's just Atkins all over again or whatever you want to call it. So, but anyway, the question is, what is the best diet for a pro wrestler to use? I mean, is there a universal pro wrestling diet? What should a pro wrestler eat the actual day of the event? I mean, and should that change based on how difficult of a match you're going to have, you know, scheduled that day? What should you have? Should you be eating differently? So today, we're going to discuss these things and hopefully get you set on the right path to make the most out of your pro wrestling nutrition. All right, guys, please don't forget that we have a YouTube channel. You can go on over to YouTube, find at How to Become a Pro Wrestler, subscribe, click that bell. If you click the bell every single time we post a new video, you will be notified and you'll be the first one to watch it, all right? Never miss a video. We put some cool stuff up on there. All right, so before we get started, this happens to be episode 101. We got so many in the books now, Aaron. We got lots of episodes. And um, if you're new to this podcast, first off, Welcome. And um, if you have not had a chance yet to go back and check out our earlier episodes, I know that we've recorded at least two different nutrition episodes, yeah. kind of like we're doing today. We did an entire episode on simplifying meal prep for the pro wrestler. So please check those out. Go back, find them. Um, I'll put links in the bio, and uh, you can check out those other episodes so you can have a complete, well-rounded take on pro wrestling nutrition. Today, we're specifically talking about actual diets, quote-unquote, for a pro wrestler. So, But I think all of those things together, you'll have a great companion piece if you find those other episodes and put them with this one. So check them all out if you haven't. All right. So what is the best diet for a professional wrestler? First thing we got to do is talk about that word diet, though, okay? Because as a fitness professional, I kind of hate it now, all right? People associate the word diet with some painful eating style that they have to temporarily undertake for an undisclosed amount of time, you know, to accomplish some goal, which is usually like fat loss or something. Right. Um, there's no real path there to success. They're just like, okay, I got to go on a diet, Right, which means I'm going to eat a lot of salads, I'm going to be miserable, and I'm going to try to avoid all my favorite foods, and I'm going to be super calorically and probably nutrient-deprived. And that typically, depending on how long you try to maintain it, typically just leads to you like having a day of crazy binge eating yeah. or something to where you blow all of any – and I hate to even call them results because if you just – deprive yourself of calories and 
you lose weight, the word weight, like you're not maybe probably not losing fat, you're losing fat and muscle, and you're just the scale numbers going down. That's not beneficial to a pro wrestler. It's not really beneficial to anybody, but I'm trying to talk to you pro wrestlers, right? So it is definitely not beneficial for a professional athlete to go into a quote-unquote diet that all it does is make the number on the scale go down. That means nothing. Right? You have to, you want to lose fat, but you want to maintain muscle because muscle is how you perform. So, um, I mean, the fact is, there's no, you know, absolute, direct, perfect diet for a pro wrestler, but I want to talk to you about ways that you can maybe create your own here, okay? So, diet, the word diet simply refers to the average style and intake of food that you get on a consistent basis. If every single day you wake up, eat a bowl of cereal, have McDonald's for lunch, have some tacos for dinner. That's your diet. If that's what you're doing consistently all the time, I mean, I hope that's not your diet, but if that's what you're doing daily, you know, yes, especially you pro wrestlers, I really hope that's not your diet. But if that's what you're doing every single day, then that is your diet. It just refers to what you eat on a daily basis. I mean, the fact that I eat a a turkey sandwich and tilapia and um, air fried potatoes every day, that's my diet. That's literally what I eat every day. And I mean, that is my diet particular diet, right? right? So that's all that means. It's not something that I'm doing temporarily. It's something that I'm doing consistently, and that makes my diet. Um, What I'm trying to explain to you is that very fact. It's not something temporary, and it's not something to punish yourself with. Mm -hmm. You must find a balance that allows you to create a complete lifestyle of eating change that you can maintain. It can't make you miserable, because if you hate it, you will never maintain it, period. All right? You will fail if you try to force yourself to eat in a style that you hate, all right, for a prolonged period of time especially, all right? So the answer to what is the best diet for a pro wrestler might not thrill you, but it's the absolute truth. The answer is whatever diet you can maintain your desired energy levels and body composition at Mm -hmm. without feeling miserable is your perfect diet. Yeah. And I know that doesn't give you any direct answers. It's not what you came here for, so I'm going to try to help you out a little bit, okay? So for some people, that might be a very specific diet like ketogenic, keto, you know, if you've heard it, gluten-free, Atkins, stuff like that. It might be that, but I do not recommend any of those what we call exclusionary diets. That means they are excluding basically an entire food group, right? Like mm-hmm. like keto is more or less excluding carbohydrates completely. They want you to stay away from carbohydrates. As a personal trainer, I have a client that is 100% allergic to gluten. It sends them to the hospital. They have to maintain a a keto diet. That's what they do. And they maintained the keto diet before it became like, now you can go to Walmart and you can, there's a keto section, right? Where it says keto on the label. They... Never knew, you know, they, they've been doing this for their entire life because they're in their 40s now. So they've, they've only now experienced the fact that there's keto food. This is not a new thing. This is something they've lived their entire life with because they've had to be gluten free. Right. So I do not recommend those exclusionary diets unless it's an actual health risk. All right. So they're excluding an entire specific nutrient. Um, uh, you know, if you're gluten intolerant or whatnot, there's other, you know, if you're completely dairy intolerant or, or, or lactose intolerant or whatever it might be, then you might have to exclude something. But otherwise, um, 
I have absolutely no reason to recommend those kind of things to people because I think they're doomed to fail from the very beginning. If, if you have to completely, you know, if, if for no reason, if I have to suddenly eliminate bread from my life, I'm not going to be able to maintain that, guys. You're never going to be able to go out to a restaurant with friends and just have what you want. I mean, it's never going to work for you, okay? Yeah, because the foods that people usually mm-hmm. tend to want to eliminate mm-hmm. are the ones that they enjoy the most or the yes. ones that they eat the most. So they're like, oh, I need to cut back on. It's usually carbs because yes. uh, most people eat a lot of carbs. So yep. then it just, if you try to completely exclude it, makes it very difficult. Right. And it's it's absolutely, guys. And, and like the whole... What happens then if you're excluding foods that you absolutely love is you get to attach this like guilt sensation to stuff that you like. And then when you eat stuff you like, all of a sudden you feel guilty about it. And that's a whole nother, that's honestly a whole nother can of worms that we may have to open a different day. But the whole associating guilt with your favorite foods, one of the worst things you can do. Yeah, there is. We we used to do, uh, my wife's a nutritionist Mm -hmm. and uh, we would have clients, we used to do this um, intuitive eating, which we talked about a little bit. But one of the things we used to do would uh, people usually would try to get rid of the stuff in their house. Mm-hmm. Like say if they loved Oreos, they would yes. try to get rid of it. And then they'd usually end up buying it for their kids or right. finding it somewhere. Right. And then they would binge on it. Yes. So one of the things that we used to do would be they actually you would like keep it in the house and you would have to you know, know that you could eat it anytime you wanted. Right. And then you don't have the guilt. It's like, oh, I can eat it when I want, and that's okay. Right. And it's a hard process. Yes. But once you get that mental change, yep. uh, it makes everything easier. You can go to birthday parties and not eat cake and not feel bad or guilty and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. The building those mental calluses is what my entire training style is about, especially this year. I've been, if you follow me personally on social media, and I encourage you all to, my, uh, please follow me on social media. Please join our Facebook group as well. You can see me in there. You've noticed that I do lots of running. That's what I've been doing. I, am, I have never considered myself a runner. 2022 is the year of me running. That's it. And I have done multiple races. I just finished a 10-mile race. And people can ask me, like, like, if you don't like running and you don't really consider yourself a runner, why are you running so much? And it's, it's really a mental challenge of me just doing it nonstop until it becomes part of my regular lifestyle. So when you can build those calluses in your mind, when you can have the thing in your house, if you can have that box of Oreos in your house and maintain the self-control to not eat the whole thing or not eat them at all, that will carry over to no matter where you go. You will have that power. You'll have that mental. That's why I try to encourage people. I'm like, yes, when you don't feel like going to the gym, that's when you should really force yourself to go to the gym. Because then when you feel great, you'll have even better workouts. When you feel bad, you'll go anyway and you'll get a decent workout regardless. And any workout's better than none. So just build those mental calluses. And that works absolutely with food and with your nutrition and your diet. So, let, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, so we know that there's not anything uh, that's super yes. specific, but right. we do probably need to put some things that they need to do. Yes. So right. let's talk about what, in my opinion, the actual perfect diet for a pro wrestler looks like, okay? So number one, prioritize protein, okay? I want nearly half of the calories that you consume on a daily basis to be protein. Maybe think 40% even, like a, a, a nearly half, a huge chunk, a majority is going to be protein. And, you know, the a basic way to get to that, and it's going to sound tough at first if you've never thought about it before, I want you to take your body weight, say you weigh 200 pounds, and I want you to shoot for 200 grams of protein a day. That is a lot, guys. That's a lot of protein, especially if you've never actually attempted to track your protein. Once you start tracking it 
and you realize, holy crap, I'm only eating 50 grams a day, I am telling you, you should probably eat 50 grams a meal, all right? And that's tough to get at first, but now that I've put it in your brain, you're taking a step in the right direction. Now, I have this happen a lot because we've got some, I, I know some, I've trained some super heavyweight pro wrestlers before, okay? I'm talking guys that are, that are 350 plus. So a 400-pound man is going to come to me and say, how do you expect me to eat 400 grams of protein a day? And I'm going to tell you right now, another way to look at this is to take perhaps your lean body mass, and you don't even have to necessarily know it to the T. I mean, if you can get that measured, that's great. But take your goal. If you are overweight and you're 275 pounds and you want to be 225, then shoot for 225 grams of protein a day. That's a great place to start. All right? Don't, don't make this super complicated, okay? I'm giving you a big number to, to aim for, and hopefully you can just get super close, and then you'll get the amount you actually need. All right? I'd rather you try to get more and get extra than to come up short because you've probably been coming up short most of your life already. Yeah, and if you can do, if you're if that lean body mass, that's yeah. the way. Uh, you know, it's the it, best way to do. Yeah, go about if, if it, you yeah. can do that. So if you got, if you're on a uh, fat loss scale, yes. you know, to get your body fat percentage, you can deduct, you know, yes. usually whatever you're at, and get it. That's a rough estimate, but it'll get you close. absolutely. Um, protein, guys. Why we're prioritizing your protein is because it is the building block of your cells. Okay, it builds your muscles. It builds the tissues of your body. It maintains your organs. And you know what? It simply stays, it keeps you satiated for longer. It keeps you fuller longer, a better way to say it. So it, because it's harder to break down for your body. So your body takes longer, your stomach takes longer to break it down. Therefore, it keeps you fuller longer. So if you're having trouble managing when and how you eat and stuff, eating more protein is going to keep you fuller longer. All right, and it's going to fuel everything else about your body, especially if you're working out, you tear those muscles down, you fill your body with protein, it gives your body the blocks that it needs to rebuild those muscles bigger and stronger than you sleep and it puts it all together and there you go. That's how you maintain your muscle tissue is by eating more protein. And you need to prioritize it 365 days a year, guys. Every single day, prioritize your protein. Do what you need to do to get the amount that you need. Um, beyond that, like after prioritizing your protein, the next step is actually controlling your calories, okay? So if your desired goal, I'm going to go with the easiest one because it's the one that most people have. If your desired goal is fat loss, then you need to find out what we call your BMR, so your basal metabolic rate. And I know that might sound daunting, me putting something like that out there. Guys, go to freaking Google and just use some free online calculator and say, how do I calculate my basal metabolic rate? And there are going to be websites. Uh, there, uh, there might even be like BMR.com. I've seen plenty of websites. You can just put in all your information and it will give you a number, okay? Now, look, go to a nutritionist. Go to a gym that has like like something like an in-body or one of those really fancy scales that can measure you electronically head to toe. It's going to give you a better number. So don't, I'm not saying that whatever you find on Google is going to be perfect, right. but if you're at, you know, square zero right now, something, anything you could come up with is going to be better than nothing. So use one of those free online calculators. You know what? I will, I will, I should have done the research before we started recording, but I'll go find a couple that I actually like. Um, actually. Okay. So, um, there's a company called precision nutrition 
They have a website. I'm pretty sure it's just precisionnutrition.com. Yeah, Theirs that. is free. Just go use it. It gives you a very basic number. Um, and depending on how much information you know about yourself, it'll give you stuff to type in, like, you know, your activity level and whatnot, how many steps you get in a day. You don't even have to give them all the information. You give as much information as you can, and it'll give you as close a number as you can get. So that's a great one to use. I'll put the link in the uh, the Facebook group so you can use that. But uh, just find yourself a basal, a, a basal metabolic rate calculator. Use that to determine how many calories your body is using in a day. So that's really what that, that's what that phrase means. It's how many calories is your body using to just like function, yeah. to be awake, to sleep, to process food, to, to, to breathe, to move tissues around and all that stuff, to digest, all that good stuff. That's really what that is. So after you find out that number, you're going to know what you can eat to put yourself in a caloric deficit. And that is how you lose weight, all right? Caloric deficit is how you lose weight, right? That word weight. Now, a caloric deficit while you prioritize your protein is how you lose fat, all right? So if you are training, mm -hmm. prioritizing protein, and eating in a deficit, you will lose fat, not muscle. And I would say, besides just, I would say very specifically yeah. strength training. Yes, lifting right. weights. Yes. You're not just doing cardio, yeah. yes. So you're lifting weights, you're eating your protein, and you're eating in a deficit, you will lose body fat and you will maintain your muscle, okay? Now, if all you do is eat in a deficit, I just really wanna stress this, is how we kinda of started the episode today. If all you do is punish yourself by eating way too low calories, you're just going to lose overall weight, which is muscles yeah. and fat, and you can't afford to lose your muscles. I mean, that goes for every walk of life, but for professional wrestlers that are athletes performing yeah. in a ring, you got to keep your muscle mass. Maintain it at all costs. At all costs. That's how you live a healthy, long life. That's how you get to your your seventies and eighties and still live on your own and and train and all that good stuff. You know, live a live a good quality of life. So, maintain your protein, maintain your muscle mass at all costs. So, here we go. Your caloric deficit, right? Now that you're in one, it's not permanent, guys. You need to set a goal. I like enter something very simple to do is enter a caloric deficit until you lose 10 pounds. Uh, you know, if that, that's a really easy first base off goal, you can start with five even would be fine. But you lose 10 pounds. Now that you've lost 10 pounds, you take that same number you started with and you eat at what we would call maintenance. So you're eating at a, a, a little bit of a surplus, but really just in maintenance to where you're just eating enough to maintain your body functions. Nothing else changed, right? You're still training, you're still strength training, you're still prioritizing protein. Now you can maintain your new weight with those maintenance calories, and I always recommend that if you dieted for, if you were in a deficit for three weeks to lose 10 pounds, then you should sit at maintenance for the next three weeks after that, right? Like, I just like to keep them equal. I think it's the easiest number to go off of. So eat at maintenance calories for another three weeks, and after you do that, you can make the decision, do I want to now try to lose another five, mm -hmm. another 10 pounds, whatever I need to do? What I'm trying to say is don't go all right, I'm going to enter a caloric deficit until I have lost 75 pounds. Yeah. It's not a healthy relationship with food. Your energy levels are going to dip like crazy. And if you do it the way that I just suggested, if you do it in the way to where, hey, I'm just going to go for a few weeks or a month or so, lose 10 pounds, you're actually going to feel pretty good. You'll get hungry from time to time. Of course, you're in a deficit. But like, you'll be shocked at how strong you still feel. Like, you'll still maintain some strength. You're going to lose a little strength. You won't lose muscle, but you're going to lose a little strength, of course, because you're not being fueled by as much food. 
but you're not gonna feel super weak and depleted. Now, if you try to maintain a deficit for the next six months, you're gonna feel terrible. You're gonna feel awful. Your strength is gonna plummet. You're eventually going to start losing muscle as well because you're not feeding the muscles and you're still trying to train and stuff. So be sure that you always enter something along the lines of a maintenance phase where you're actually eating the amount of calories your body needs after you go through a deficit. Yeah, the body's super smart. Yeah. And, and at a certain point of being in a deficit, mm-hmm. it's going to slow your metabolism down. Yes. And it's going to want to just say, yep. okay, I got to stay here. I got to maintain this. So if you start feeding it a little bit more right. or accurate, then it'll say, okay. And then once you go back down, it says, okay, I need to, you know, burn yes. some more fat. Exactly. Uh, so so that, that part is very important. And it's, it's, that's how people hit those plateaus is when they, they try to do it for too long and yeah. the body's like, no, no, like I need, I need more nutrients. Like I need more food. I need yeah. more stuff. And the body kind of fights against you because exactly like it's super smart. It wants to survive in a certain way. So you have to go through those different phases, not just sit there and punish yourself nonstop yeah. and starve yourself. So Let's talk about what you should actually eat the day of the show. And I tried to make this pretty simple, and by no means did I list all the foods or anything like that that you should eat in the day of the show. There's so many different options out there, but I think you could probably get a good idea of what categories to choose from based on this. So the day of your show, right? You wake up, you know, maybe you drove there the night before, or maybe you're getting ready to go there today. So what should you eat? Okay, so... If you're, and you're going to wrestle that night, that's at least what I'm assuming, or maybe you're even just going in for some solid training or something. If it's over four hours away, so I mean, mean, it might be eight hours away. It might be early in the morning when you get up or whatnot. If it's over four hours away before your show, just eat yourself a solid meal, right? Eat yourself a large meal that contains all the great stuff that you need, all the nutrients you need, fats, carbs, protein, prioritize your protein, got your carbs for energy, can be any kind of carbs that you want, got your fats and stuff whether that be your oils or your dairy or cheese or whatever it might be that goes along with it. You need all those things. If it's four hours or more away, that's great. Eat you a solid meal. I mean, that could be a freaking turkey sandwich with, on some whole grain bread. It could be eggs. It could be you know a quality like cereal and, and milk, uh, brown rice, which has that slow release like of energy, um, sweet potatoes, anything like that, guys. Just stuff that can make a solid meal out of and have your meal. Don't be afraid to have your meal. I, I encounter so many people that are just like, it's show day, and they're like afraid to eat. And I'm like, well, you have to perform, and your body has to have gasoline in it. So, mm-hmm. like, you got to eat something. Like, you must. Yeah, the only thing I would add to that is keep it something that your body's kind of used to. Like, yes. don't, don't go crazy and eat yes. something you haven't eaten in years. You Absolutely. Know? Do not experiment with brand new things on the day of a show. Yes. Eat yourself. Uh, on days of the show, uh, which is why in an earlier episode, like, I, I recommended, you know, packing food and stuff on days of the yeah. show. And I... I Yes, stuff that you know is going to treat you right. Well, I, I can think of the Andre the Giant just popped in my head with yeah, the yeah. stories about him crazy rearing on people. <laughs> crazy <laughs> stories. So that, and then I think there was one where uh, I don't know. I don't know if they were sick or mm-hmm. if this was due to the food or whatever. But I yeah. think it was John Cena. Either John Cena cracked uh, his pants or yeah, he puked yeah. under the ring and stuff yes. like that. So I think you're right. And there's there's those stories are like that. And look, if you're traveling like crazy, even if, if you're world traveling, especially, and you're going to a foreign place, I mean, it really, you really need to be doing research about food and stuff like that, about what can you get that's at least as close to your personal diet as it can be, you know, just, just help yourself out as much as you can. And if you're right here and you're on your home turf, pack your food if you need to, guys, especially yeah. if it's like a thing for you. Like if it's a reoccurring thing that you're having upset stomachs and stuff, 
pack your food. Yeah, I know whenever, I, and this is a long time ago, but in yeah. high school, whenever we would um, go uh, travel for a game, yeah. I, I, I ate the same thing every time. Yes. And then I'd have the same snack before a game, and we're yep. getting ready to go into, you know, what you're going to do yeah, the, before. Yeah, the closer like, things. I, yeah, yeah, as you get closer. But I had the same, everything prepped and ready to go even way back then. Yep, absolutely. So that was if you're four hours away or more. So let's talk about if you're about two hours away or, or a little less even. Um, I suggest eating some smaller, maybe like a mini meal, something that's high in carbs, maybe lower in protein and fats, just because of the amount of time they take to break down in your body. Um, that could be potatoes, fresh fruit, could even be pasta, um, brown rice again is slow release, bagels, whatever it might be, you know, the bready things like um, the, the more unrefined bread, like a bagel or something, all great options that are gonna give you a little bit longer lasting energy release. I mean, granola bars are part of that, peanut butter, Again, fresh fruit, yes, fresh berries especially. Like I love things like, like strawberries, blueberries, crap like that, some mm -hmm. like superfoods. Those things are great for you if you're a couple hours away before your show. Those are great ways to snack and just make sure that your energy levels are staying high. Yeah, my favorite thing probably about you know yeah. two hours or less is um, there's these like Nature Valley, like soft, chewy granola yeah, bars yeah, and like yeah. honey. Mm -hmm. like, like those yep. and some peanuts is usually like go-to for me. Perfect, yeah, so. and, and that way like like even like uh, some salty peanuts, adding in some sodium, getting some salt, some electrolytes into your body, like super important as well for energy throughout the day. Guys, you should also be, you know, we're talking about food here, but this goes right along with nutrition. Of course, you're drinking your water, yeah, like staying you're staying hydrated. super hydrated throughout mm -hmm. this entire day. And if you're going to perform in the gym, in the ring, on the track, wherever, like keeping your electrolytes, um, your salt levels, magnesium, potassium, all that good stuff. So potassium, you can get out of your fresh fruit, your your bananas, your watermelon, and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind as well. So what about if it's less than an hour? How about it's even freaking 30 minutes or less? Like refined carbs, like white bread, white rice, uh, crackers, even certain candies and stuff. I don't really want you to go crazy on candies or anything like that. But those things provide fast energy that burns out quick. But if you need like a, a, a kick to the pants or something, mm -hmm. those are usually the best ways. And don't go crazy, of course. I'm not telling you to eat a loaf of bread. But yeah. like re those refined carbs that just get, they basically, it's like throwing tissue paper on a fire, but it'll give you a quick burst. And that's good mm -hmm. for you sometimes on days, but like melons, grapes, cereal bars, kind of like what, like the nature Valley, like Aaron was just talking about, might even be a good option here. Um, your sports drinks and stuff with your electrolytes, you know, a little bit of sugar, sugar's not an enemy, right? We need sugar in certain situations and it can provide you with that fast energy mm -hmm. real quick. So those things are great. I'm a big like melon guy, like I love watermelon, cantaloupe, all those things are kind of my wheelhouse when I'm trying to snack before a show. Yeah. They don't leave you feeling like bloated by any stretch of the imagination. You can eat a lot of them, like right? Because like you can eat an entire half of a watermelon and it has the same calories as a, a bagel basically, right? So, so the volume is high. So it makes right. you feel like you're getting more because, you know, sometimes that's all you, you just need to trick your brain into like, I can sit down and eat for 10 minutes straight you know it seems like a long time uh, but really you didn't ingest that many calories and it's that quick you know burst of energy stuff that you can use to your advantage if you're freaking less than an hour away from your show yeah so for me mm -hmm. and this is me training not getting yeah 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 wrestling show but getting ready sure. to work out if i have a hard workout to say my schedule is kind of messed up yeah. and i'm i had lunch but i need I'm, i miss getting a snack but i need something i yes. need a sugar burst yes to be able to push me through these squats i'm Absolutely. getting ready to hit 
Um, there's two things that I like to do, which one is dried fruit. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. It, I can eat just a little bit because it's all yeah. concentrated. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, can, I can eat just a little bit and that sets well for me on my stomach. Sure. Um, the other thing that I do is just, it's a, uh, I'll, I'll pop a couple of peppermints in my mouth. Okay. Which is just, a, yeah. it's, that's, that's very little. Um, of course, a, um, you know, like a, a quick shot of a Gatorade or something like yes. that does well too. But one of the things that I used to enjoy, I don't do this anymore, but popped in my head was raisinets because it was okay. dried fruit with yeah, the chocolate yeah. around it. Yep. And that was always, I could get a handful of those and eat them and I knew it wasn't going to, it was going to be good yes. for my stomach. Give you quick and energy. give me some quick energy. Absolutely. You know? I, I love that idea. I actually love the idea of peppermints as well and in terms of like peppermints come in handy in a lot of ways and and mints in general like that um if you don't like peppermints maybe like the spearmints or whatever like anything else like those come in handy even especially if you're on in like a caloric deficit and you find yourself struggling with the amount of food you can eat because like number one you've got something to kind of suck on like that that'll and it also coats your mouth coats your esophagus and like it's kind of like brushing your teeth right like after you brush your teeth like crazy you don't really want to like start eating something else right. like so if you have a mouth if you have all that peppermint flavor in your mouth like it's less appetizing to think like well i want to eat that bag of doritos mm-hmm. right like because your mouth is coated in like the the peppermint so i like, want to get a hot dog at the concession yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly if, if it's a control issue those little candies like that really come in handy and gum mm-hmm. and stuff like that comes in handy but um quick bursts of energy as well those candies i'm a big on the day of wrestling shows i'm a guy that always had like a bag of gummy like gummy worms yeah. peach rings um high chews i love those now like all my running that i do we pack high chews mm-hmm. um and, and our running belts and stuff like yeah. those are some of my favorite stuff they just they give you something to bite on a little burst of sugar and a little flavor in your mouth like to keep you going like those are great ways to do like if you're freaking at the starting line you know yeah. your, your match is they, about to happen like, um, yeah there's something that we used to do when we would have runners and they have those uh, running gummies or yes, cheese or yes, like jelly yeah, yeah. beans mm-hmm. and stuff and it'll have it'll have the sugar in it and then it also has electrolytes and stuff yes. in it too and they taste good i had some of those this past weekend um the they're I mean, jelly belly the company actually makes you know oh, yeah. sports beans mm-hmm. now and and they're they're like they're they look like a bloated jelly bean like they're thick and that's because they're full of of like just all kinds of extra stuff like aaron just said electrolytes and whatnot like uh and they're really good yeah they taste just like a jelly bean, like they're great. Yeah, those have uh, saved me. My wife, mm-hmm. again, she's a nutritionist. So yeah. we ran a Spartan race. It was fifteen miles. Yes. And I, my my calf started cramping oh, towards yeah. the end of it, mm-hmm. and she had a fanny pack of just like yep. all kinds of stuff. Yep. And uh, she gave me some stuff in like five minutes. Like calves quit cramping, yep. and I was good to go. Perfect. So, yeah. that, that's that, they will come in handy, guys. They'll absolutely come in handy. So those are the ways to kind of eat as you're leading up the day of your show. I also wanted to talk about a few things that you might need to avoid, okay? And everybody's body's different, but high fiber foods are probably left off the plate for the day of shows, okay? Foods like broccoli, beans, um, high fiber cereals, I mean, things like that. They might jack your stomach up. Most people, they seem to. Um, they're, They're super valuable. These things need to be a part of your diet but they're digested so crazy slow that you're gonna be feeling it during your performance, even if you eat them early in the day, okay? So that's never good. You never want something that's just having so much trouble getting broken down in your stomach all day while you're trying to actually perform. It feels terrible. So um, also, like super high dietary fats, uh, dairy cheese, all fast food basically, any fast food, 
Those things take forever to digest. Um, they're going to sit in your stomach all day, guys. Um, highly oiled stuff, like if it's uh, obviously like the the most obvious example is deep fried, like deep yeah. fried stuff. Bad idea. But anything that's that's got tons of vegetable or canola oil or anything in it, that stuff can sit in your stomach all day, and uh, it's not going to treat you right on the day of the show, guys. So, and here's, I knew I had this point in here, but Aaron's already hit it, but I'll hit it one more time. You need to avoid new foods on show day, okay? I always recommend sticking with what you know to maximize your performance. So if you got a big show coming up, big match coming up, do not, please, do not experiment on that day. That's the wrong day to experiment. Wait till after the show and then have yourself a, something fun or whatever. That's fine. Yeah. And so make sure you're paying attention to what you yes. like. If, if something happened to show, make sure you, you go back and yep. say, oh, I ate this and my stomach was not happy or, Absolutely. You know, or, or it blows me out. So keep track, attention. guys. Pay attention. Yes. You got to you got to know so you can adjust and make it right the next time. Um, at the end of the day, guys, it is about finding a balance that works for your body. Something you can maintain day in, day out show after show it's going to take some experimenting all right it really will you'll find new pieces of the puzzle you can add in yeah um and we are always happy to help refine your meal plan personally if needed like if you want to join our facebook group which i highly recommend that you do and ask us personal questions in there yeah. about meal planning meal prepping please do we love to talk about it you know john at the beginning of this you talked about diets yeah. and you know getting rid of that it being a negative term so yes. coming up with your diet that you eat consistently right. through the day and that's going to be different for everybody right you know, we're going to find stuff that works well for us but you did have i think probably two principles in there mm -hmm. one was prioritizing protein yes right so you don't need a you don't need a system like you don't need keto or you don't need this right. unless right, it's right. specific what you need is just some solid principles yes so you have uh, prioritizing protein yep. and then if you're trying to cut fat you know your calorie deficit if yes. you're trying to build muscle then we'd be in a surplus, surplus there yeah. but we covered the deficit today basically right I, I, I would just recommend too as you as you start eating healthy or making some changes come up with some principles for around showtime right like you know the, these are the principles that I follow I have to have you know high carb 30 minutes before or right. else I know I'm gonna drag right you know but come up with some very specific things that are principles for you um, anyway just a last kind of thought no that's perfect you, you're gonna have to experiment and find out what works best for you and then refine that I mean it's a it's it's just like your training it's just like everything else in life getting becoming a better person in general like you find the stuff that works and you have to pay attention yeah, pay attention to what works. Paying attention, and, and if you can have, again, principles, mm -hmm. again, if you have those, it's so much easier oh, than yeah. just a crazy system that says you have to do this or you can't do this. Yes. You can get three principles that say, I prioritize protein, yep. I you know, eat in a calorie deficit, and then you know one other right. thing, and you follow those, and you're pretty well good. Right. I, I love it. That's a, that's a great way to think about it. Get yourself some principles. And I mean, just like I tell like, like a lot of my people, a lot of my runners and stuff as well, I'm like, you have to, this applies to everything in life, even for you pro wrestlers, you gotta run your race, right? So yeah. like, that's why a lot of times when people ask me to like, hey, what, tell me your entire diet that you eat in a day. I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not opposed to sharing that information with you, but I'm opposed to the fact that I know that all you wanna do is copy it and think right. it's going to give you the same results. You're not training like me, you're not doing the things that I do on a daily basis. So it's not really what you need to hear. Um, you need to run your own race. You need to find what works for you, the pace, the distance, you know, all that good stuff. What works for you? And when I say that, obviously I'm not talking about running. I'm talking about 
wrestling. You need to find what works for you when you eat it right before your show, right before your match or halfway at intermission. You know you have to have this. Like That's what you need to find out, guys. Yeah. So work what works best for you. But I hope this information helped you today. I think there were some really good points in this one, and I'd love to hear about it. Join our private Facebook group. We are at How to Become a Pro Wrestler, and we thank you so much for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast that teaches you the skills that you need to go from your living room to the main event. And don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it.